1: Welcome back episode 3 on the feed.com transitioning to headless commerce. If you haven't listened to the first two episodes, go listen to them. Joining me is Ben Kennedy, CTO and co-founder Ben, welcome back.
0: Thanks for having me back again.
1: Let's jump into it. We're going to be talking about just some of the common questions you've been getting. We answered some of the technical ones regarding uh, page speed and the resources and some of the impact of third-party apps in the last episode, as well as what it looked like to go headless in the first one. But let's jump into the uh, question that I know everyone's been, been probably asking you is, why did you choose Shogun Frontend versus some of the competitors who are out there from other software platforms? or from other headless platforms to agencies that could build everything from scratch in in-house.
0: So that decision, we talked about a little bit a couple episodes ago. Um, the decision for us really came down to, do we build this ourselves? So that was really kind of, we own that server stack. We use some existing tools, but we're really rolling it ourselves and building that middleware and connecting, you know, the CMS to the, the headless build and just all these different components. So that was one option, the, and that gives us full total control. And then the other option was exploring some more of these other platforms where you maybe don't have that control to dive fully into the code, um, and then there's Shogun front end, which in our minds kind of bridged the gap all the way where it was like they manage the platform, they manage the CMS, they synced the inventory with Shopify, they took care of all these behind-the-scenes tasks that have to happen. But at the end of the day, we have full control over the code base in, in the React code. So we can we can do anything that we can dream of, um, even if it's not a supported feature inside Shogun. And Part of the reason that we ended up on Shogun Frontend as the platform versus some of the other ones is that they do provide that CMS. So they do provide the content management system. They sync it beautifully. You know, some of these other platforms, they're just providing the headless build and then you go pick your own content management system and it kind of syncs and you're, you're, you know, Blocking together different tools, um, and we wanted to really kind of just be in one place where there's you know one platform owning the whole the whole product. Um, they take care of a lot of the kind of odd edge cases that you don't think about until you actually build this. Like we talked about this, where when you go to checkout, um, having that checkout, the Shopify checkout stay on the same domain as the headless website, um, managing your account, resetting passwords, um, a recharge integration, just all these little things you don't quite think about um, that they had the questions to. And the decision for this was made after, I think, about a two-week deep dive into building a proof of concept on Jogun Frontend. Mm-hmm.
1: And I just, I love what you said about bridging the gap between owning your own data and owning those assets and also having someone else create and manage the software uh, behind it because both are incredibly important and it's hard to get get both where you do have full ownership and control, but also you're not having to then be a CTO of an e-commerce company and a software company at the same time or totally. try to get your yeah. assets back
0: because somebody else built it. Yeah, they basically we get to do what we're good at and build what we want to build and Shogun gets to do what they're good at and build what they want to build. Um, and we're not we're not building out an entire headless back end tool in the process. No, exactly.
1: So I I love I love that. The other question that I think you probably get uh, a million times a day is how long did it take to uh, go from decision? We're going headless to the live Version, And I know that you did a lot of your own proprietary testing, but what did that timeline look
0: like? So that timeline, the timeline to go headless and make the decision was, was gradual and then accelerated very quickly as we looked more and more into it. Um, so we knew that at the end of last year, we knew we definitely wanted to go headless. So then it was just a question of how. Um, like i said with shogun front end we we got in we played around with it i built out a proof of concept and just made sure that there weren't any major roadblocks or features missing or if there were features missing i could go build them because we had that control of the code so i spent two weeks in the platform building out kind of you know roughing out a home page product page cart handoff to checkout, all that and then we we said yep we're on board and the full build, I want to say it was two and a half months, um, and that was myself full time on that. Okay. Um, and the reason I, I know I hear that builds take longer. I think there are a couple of reasons we were able to do it so fast. One was we, our current store we were coming from, we're you know we've built that for years, so I'm very very familiar with the the tech stack behind it and the theme and just all the kind of nitty gritty details of the website. So there was no ramp up to learn or there's no discovery process that had to happen on the website. We could just go straight into mapping it over to Shogun. Um, I've also, my, my experience as a software engineer was working on single page web apps. So I think those two things combined made it where we could move pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. No, I think that that's all
1: very powerful. And that's funny you think that end of the year to now to be live tests and everything, that's fast. And you think two and a half months to transition what you have, and you almost start to think that feels like a, a long time, but it, it's taken me longer to get my site for rolledup.io up and, and running. It's It's amazing just how fast technology has made everything. If you were to think of, if you were a traditional brick-and-mortar retailer, how fast it would take to to redo your store and your merchandising, how just it would take months. It would take, that would be a
0: year long project. So it's amazing that you can do it in less than a quarter. That's a great comparison. I love that, that you are, it really is your, it's your online store. It's your real estate. Um, It is So make, you know, make the time and the money investment into it.
1: And that's why, oh, oh, Ben, it's like we've been, we're (laughs) three episodes in and we're finally getting uh, some great chemistry because that's just, you you gave me the softball to to take us home, which is cost (laughs) considerations. And it's, I know that we talked a little bit before, but it's the... The Fancy Food Show or um, Pie Jack or a lot of these industry trade shows, you might spend a $100,000 just on building a booth you use once. And that's before transportation, that's before discounts, that's before staffing your booth to to run it, let alone putting a window display in your retail stores. And your website really is your, your virtual or visual merchandising, but that's not to say that cost. Doesn't come come into play. What are the cost considerations that that other brands should be mindful of when it comes to to going headless? And what what would you say the total cost would would look like, including labor and everything else from from yourself? Because taking away a CTO's time for two and a half three months, it's it's nice that you can do it in house, but it's not free. It does have to be considered.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'd say the the cost consideration. One of them is the platform cost. So that obviously has to justify itself. It either has to make your store perform a lot better or make your life a lot easier as a store operator. Yeah. Um, to the you know to the price of that platform, um, the the price of Shogun front end, You should reach out to their sales team because I don't want to misquote the price. But if uh, it's it's more expensive than Shopify Plus. So that kind of gives you a an idea. You know, monthly, are you at the point where this could make sense? If you saw a ten to twenty percent increase on revenue per visitor, Mm -hmm. can you justify a cost like that? Then the real unknown and where I think a lot of the questions are are on the technical implementation and the cost there. And um, I think I've heard agency builds range from fifty to one hundred fifty thousand for a for a build out. Um, I I think if you, uh, you could do what we did where we did it in house. And then I'd say you really just need a few months and one developer who's has experience with react and who's familiar with your store. And if you're, if you're hiring, it's probably, like I said, it's a little bit more of a front end software engineer role. It's not so much, uh, expertise with, um, Shopify themes. So I think that the cost is, yeah, it's the platform cost and then it's the either the the outsourced agency cost or it's the internal cost and a, a lot of the the criticisms i've heard of headless is you know you get past the initial build out but then it it costs a lot more to develop simple features and add new simple apps and everything's just a little bit more expensive and that's not been our experience it's actually in the few features we've launched since we went live with the shogun front end store It's actually been faster and easier to develop these new features in react just because it's a faster framework to work in for us um so so i wouldn't say that there it's it's, i wouldn't say it's necessarily guaranteed that you'll end up having to pay more in the long run if you're able to do it in-house or you partner with the right agency
1: i think that's what it comes down to is at the end of the day is this initiative net profitable both in terms of, A, the new revenue that's that's attained, but also in terms of an early mover advantage. Because I think that it's not so much this year, but by the time we hit holiday season 2022, having the speed that Headless offers is going to become expected in consumer minds, especially for larger brands. I think it's a little bit more forgiving if you're a smaller, more independent brand. But for uh, a large competitive marketplace, it it is imperative to have that speed. And there are significant advantages to being an early adopter that you get to see. But the trade-off of that is maybe you're not quite, quite a guinea pig, but you are kind of trailblazing a little bit and taking on additional risk with that.
0: I think that's exactly right. And I agree. I think it is the landscape is changing. We may look back on this podcast in a year and and say, "Wow, things really changed." Now, the threshold to go headless is, you know, if you're doing $500,000 of revenue, maybe it makes sense in a year. Um, I think right now just with the platform cost and the kind of technical overhead to go headless, it, it probably still is more in that, you know, if you're doing 5 million in revenue plus a year, I think you should definitely look into this. There's probably there's probably more revenue per visitor to squeeze out if you go headless if you're doing a million to five million in revenue a year it it may make sense especially with shogun front end tools like this platforms coming out that are lowering that barrier and making it easier Um, Mm -hmm. and i think that'll only just that'll come down lower and lower
1: especially depending on your growth trajectory if you are anticipating hitting five million in revenue in 2022 and multiple revenue channels splitting it into canada us quebec there are a number of different factors that will will have it, and I hope that you that we look back at this podcast in a year and you just say, "Man, going headless early, we had such an advantage over everyone else that that waited and slept and I mean it's easy to to have a little bit of a revisionist history, but I think that that's would be would be nice to to look on because it means you you made the right decision and made a lot more revenue in your store over the next twelve to eighteen months,
0: yeah. Well, we're betting on it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Is there anything else that you want to touch on before we wrap it up today, Ben?
0: Um, no, I think we covered a lot. I think it's just, there's a lot of careful decision-making that goes into this. Like any big shift in your tech stack as a store operator, you need to look at it carefully and make sure it makes sense and make sure you have the right team and the right partners to do it. Um, but I think there's huge opportunity for a lot of stores to go headless. And I think we'll we'll see that. Um, especially with the Google page ranking, integrating page speed score this fall. Um, and I'd say if you're looking at going headless, check out Shogun Frontend. It's been a great platform for us and great partners.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I can't say enough good things about the team. I've been using them on uh, on my source since like 2016. Um, I think I'm probably customer number eight if you go back back enough which is which is pretty cool um, nice ben, they should
0: send you a t-shirt or a hat or something
1: they should well they just launched their uh, their new headless store I'll, uh, I'll have to harass Nick and say Nick you mean, give me some hoodies and water bottles <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you so much for, for making the time for me is there anything else you want to add where can people find you where uh, why should they check out the feed.com um,
0: yeah so I'm on Twitter I tweet occasionally Ben F Kennedy is my username and thefeed.com, T-H-E-F-E-E-B.com is our website. And if you're an endurance athlete or if you're thinking about doing that marathon or if you're a professional athlete, um, check it out.
1: Awesome. Well, Ben, thank you so much. Make sure you're subscribed both to my podcast and your delivery from thefeed.com. And if you order anything, make sure you leave them a five-star review because I know you already left me one on my podcast and I appreciate it. OmniSend doesn't just automate your marketing. They integrate with best-in-class apps like Smile, Gorgeous, Recharge, Shopify, and more. Easily migrate to OmniSend and join 70,000 customers from Baking Steel to the Lakers store and automate your marketing without frustrating your customers by being relevant and timely. Get started today for free with email, SMS, and web push notifications over at OmniSend.com.